When everyone is on the same page, getting things done is easy. Make a bigger impact at work with Grammarly. Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that enables your team to make their point and move faster. You can even save time by going from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds. Join the 96% of Grammarly users that say it helps them craft more impactful writing. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said. Done. You're listening to Castrol CarCast on Podcast One. All right. We're getting ready for another episode of CarCast. We're going to talk about... uh, uh, a little bit about McLaren. Uh, we're going to finish up the McLaren week story. So Senna and McLaren GT. And then we're going to get into some of the SUVs that all uh, got announced this week, quite a few of them. And um, check in with Goldberg on an update on his Super Garage. But uh, before we get started, a little word from our friends at Madison Reed. Mr. Maybe you're working from home and let's say you're staring at you and on your computer and your coworkers are staring at you on your computer during these video calls and you're staring at your gray hair, you're thinking about coloring it. Well, you're not alone. Madison Reed Mister. It's gray blending, natural looking color for your hair and beard. I saw the before and after shots. They look great. There's none of that shoe polish look, and it's pretty easy to do. So maybe you just want a little more pepper and a little less salt. Well, Madison Reed Mister makes it easy to find your color match on their website. It's quick and easy, as we said. Just apply a little bit of the color gel to your hair, then the activator, wait 10 minutes, and then rinse. Uh, You can rinse and shampoo. It's super easy. Plus, they deliver right to your door. So just go to madisonreadmister.com. That's madisonreadmr.com. And use the code ADAM10 for 10% off plus free shipping on your first box. Again, that's madisonreadmister.com. Use the code ADAM10. Hello, welcome to CarCast. I'm Matt, the moderator, DeAndrea, with Bill Goldberg. Good morning, sir. How are you? How can that not get you? (laughs) Getting fired up. Yeah, to, to answer your question, I'm foggy. I've been out since 7 o'clock this morning with the people who are finally breaking ground on Goldberg's Garage Point 2. Yeah, excellent. So, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a wonderful day. <clears throat> a wonderful day. Well, that's going to be exciting. Do they have kind of a an idea? They've been, Don't go uh, there. They, but Don't they, go there. But they've been doing – this is sort of a prefab thing, so they've been trying to do as much as they can like at their home base. Well, you know, you have to order, you, you gotta you gotta order the steel, mm-hmm. you know, which takes twelve to fourteen weeks, and then you want to get the steel in for the end of the year because the prices change. And then, yeah, and so then they have to uh, erect it, then disassemble, then ship, then erect. Yeah. So it's gonna be a while, man. These guys are, you know, like I said, they're breaking ground today. It's gonna probably take them three to four weeks to, you know, clear off the plot and. Uh, excavate and get the rocks out of the way and yeah. then uh you know on to the next step of laying some concrete so hey it, it can't be finished until it starts and today it finally starts so right. mark it, it down on your calendar it, it starts now they've got to get water and power there do you use well water and 
is it going to be all solar power and standalone, or do you got to tap into the grid somehow? You got to tap into the tap grid. into yeah. the tap into the grid. We're using well water now. Obviously, you know, from on the on the site, they're going to need a lot of water to get this dust out of the way. You know, from them disintegrating every single inch of rock that they're having to dig up. Right. But uh, yeah, they're going to go from from well to well to well. You know, probably looking at two thousand gallons of water a day. So. It's going to be an interesting undertaking, uh, every bit of it, you know, from the entering the property and not letting the zebra and everything else out. Yeah, to, right. <laughs> you know, not draining our wells to, you know, probably reaching the sound barrier, trying to break through all these rocks. It's it's a huge right. undertaking, but it's I'm not the only human being in the world who's done it. Right. So, well, at least now you get to see some progress. It's not just an email going, "Hey, what do you think of this?" <laughs> right? You can Yeah, man, because it's been like the sorest subject in the world when, you know, you've got something hanging over your head but it's not started yet and everybody continues to ask you about it. You don't blame them because it's an exciting project. Yeah. And I, I the more I think about it, the more I talk about it, you know, the more I want it to erect itself immediately and it's just not going to happen. So, like the TRX, like everything that you order, uh, and you wait uh, anxiously for you know at your doorstep when for it to be delivered. You know, you got to be realistic at the same time. So. Do they feel like it's a pro or a con having the client on site every day, standing on his porch watching? <laughs> well, it might be a pro, you know, for most clients, but it might be a con for me. But <laughs> at the end of the day, you know, Timothy. Uh, is based out of Kentucky. They're not their GC in the project from afar. So I have to be out there. I have to take notes. I have to carry my phone and do a FaceTime and give them, you know, exactly what they need to see. Right. You're going to be so, the conduit between the site and, and the GC anyway. Right. And yeah. And look, I'm, I, I'm the assistant GC. Yeah, that's basically what it is. It's like on one hand, because even in any services business, even when I was doing like web development stuff, it's like having the client's hand in it the whole time gets to be a little frustrating. But when I did need things like approvals and decisions made, they happened very quickly because the client was there all the time. So, uh, you know, and a lot of what I found in, in that industry was a lot of the hang up, a lot of the waiting was on the client side, you know, because there's lots of approvals oh, yeah. that happen and things like that, especially when you're working, you know, when you have Sony or Fox for a client or, or, or a big car company as a client. There's a team of people that need to make decisions, but having having you or having you and Wanda as the only decision makers and you're there on site and they say, hey, I don't want to be the hang up in this process. So uh, either yes or no, or give me a couple hours to research something and then I'll get back to you. You know, it's not going to be a chain of phone calls that get, that go unanswered and emails unanswered uh, while they're, while they're, you know, staring at the edge of a cliff waiting for an answer. No, it's not going to be that by any means. But there are going to be pluses and minuses of me being on site. But the the, the fact is, is that, you know, uh, if, 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 if I will have no one to blame but myself if it doesn't come out exactly how I want. You know, um, I, I think it'll be exciting because of the prefab stuff. When that starts to come up quickly, starts to erect quickly, uh, that's going to be exciting to see. And you're right. In, in doing some of the stuff out here with, with Adam, the, the frustrating thing is going to be like, all right, we're good to go. We want like uh, 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 an occupation permit or we need this or we need this. And then the state goes – or the city says, yeah, yeah, we'll get a guy out there in six weeks. And you're like, six Baby. weeks? 
time is money, brother. It's like, I don't want to wait around. I don't want to put this thing on hold for six weeks. You know, the like- biggest issue is time. The biggest issue is scheduling everything to where something, you know, needs to be ordered over a period of time. You're going to wait, but when it hits the ground, it's time to install it. And that stuff doesn't just sit and, you know, there's large pockets of air in between job to job. You, you just yeah. can't have that. Yeah. You know, and it's, it, hey, man, you and I spoke about the staircase. Mm-hmm. Right at, at, at y'all's place. Well, I'm going with the same one, but you know, you look at price and you compare, and then, but then you look at aesthetics, and you know, it's a everything is a personal decision. Yeah. Know? So to have the owner on site, I think at the end of the day, no matter who it is, no how, no matter how overbearing I may be, they may be. Um, I, I, I think it's a plus. Well, you're the one we'll writing a check. You can do whatever you want. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> like they're gonna have to deal with it, good or bad. They're 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 in for it. They're in for you on well, site. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, they got the they got the uh, <laughs> the backhoe out there, right? They're taking soil samples in yeah. various spots, and uh, you know, the first one they get about seven inches under it, boom, it's so solid rock. Then they move over fifteen feet, and they go, you know, four feet down. And I look at the guy, and I'm like, you know, that's gonna save me some money, right? <laughs> <laughs> he looks at me and just goes, ah, yeah, right. Yeah. Because it's, you know, I, I'm going to, yeah, yeah. It all evens out in the end. But, you know, these guys aren't reinventing the wheel by any stretch. Uh, Metron's done work with them for 15 years. So they've got a relationship. They've done projects up in San Antonio area, Hill Country area, where they know exactly what they're dealing with. So, you know, and at the end of the day, if we got to bring in dynamite, we got to bring in dynamite. It is Right. It's, it's, that's the anomaly of the whole thing is, is getting through the ground and getting the ground prepped. Building the buildings themselves are what Metron and the guys do all the time. Oh, yeah. Right. So, uh, you know, they, they know, you know, the, the ups and downs of, of that type of project. It's just getting, getting the ground prepped first. But, well, but yeah, it's an exciting I, and ironically, project. And ironically, you know, the, the biggest holdup the the time frame where the biggest holdup is is after the erection of the building right because that's when the details come into play yeah. when you're when you're putting this wall up and that wall up and this flooring and you know that that's when specifics really play a huge role in it and because you're going to make a decision you're going to have to live with for the rest of the garage's lifetime so you know that's i i believe that once the pad is excavated, the pad is laid, and then the building is erected. Um, I mean, I'm going to get really excited at that point because, you know, I'm going to see the end of the, the finish line. Yeah. But the fact is, is that that's when all the time is going to be put forward, forth right. yeah. in, in outfitting the building, you know? So, I mean, that's, you know, it's going to be a, a, a mental uh, lobotomization process, <laughs> I would imagine. So, you know, when the slab is done and the walls are up, and you got a roof over your head. Just being able to walk into the building and get a, a real uh, idea of its size and shape and things like that, and how things are coming along, it, it's gonna, it's gonna make, it's gonna make a difference. You know, it's gonna be. It's going to be. I'm going to uh, be a nervous wreck for the next six months. Yeah, but it's I've, going to be an exciting to project, though. It's going to be an exciting project. Uh, oh yeah, you know, it's uh, it's it's going to be it's going to be fun, and it's going to be done long before Gage is 16, so he's going to have some thoughts. <laughs> oh yes, uh, and I will take all of those into consideration. <laughs> 
Um, all right, guys, let me tell you about our friends at Dodge. We all know that Dodge means horsepower and muscle, but did you know that J.D. Power just ranked Dodge number one for initial quality? J.D. Power also named Dodge the automotive company with the best driver appeal for mass markets. There's never been a better time now to join the Brotherhood of Muscle. So see your local Dodge dealer today or visit Dodge.com for more. All right. So uh, exciting about the garage project. It's going to be cool. It's going to be fantastic. You know, like you said, you've got, you know, you've got the house in order. You've got a lot of the property in order. I know Wanda's been doing a lot of mods and, and painting and all kinds of stuff to the to the barn and and. Animals running around everywhere. By the way, some of the stuff she's been doing and posting is fantastic. Just some of the finishes and and uh, that thing's gorgeous. That barn's gorgeous. Uh, hey, it's it's gotten to a point where where it's exactly what she wanted. And you know, happy wife, happy life. There yeah, is a lot to be said about that saying. But um, yeah, now it's time for me to do my thing. So um, it's it's a it's kind of like the property separated in her likes and my likes, right? Like over yeah. here are all the plethora of animals in the two barns that have been, you know, fixed up and then erected. But uh, uh, you know, it's a never-ending process. As long as she's happy over there, I can do my thing over here. How how does the layout work of the the property is? Is the garage is the house in the middle now, and the garage is one side, and the other side is the barn, or the barn and garage near each other, and then the ha- you know, like no, you 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 enter the property, and then the uh, the guest house is at the at the beginning of the property, and then you take a right, and you'll go down to the barn, mm-hmm. um, and then you continue to go straight towards my house, but in but but strategically placed exactly in the middle of the caretaker's house and our. Our house is the the pad for the garage. For the garage, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it'll be interesting. It's going to be fantastic. Can't wait to see it. Can't wait to check it You're out. Not the only one. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> I know. Um, all right. Well, we've got uh, lots of news. Lots of SUV news has been popping up uh, recently, and um, I know we touched uh, a little bit last week on the McLarens, and I was finishing driving them, so we'll, we'll just hit that first. Uh, we spoke quite a bit about the 765 LT. You had a buddy that was trying to get one, was looking to get an order in on one. And we talked about he was going to go with the more comfortable seat than the uh, than the racing seat, uh, which I, I think is a good idea. Uh, I also spent a little bit of time in a Senna. Now you drove a Senna, um, and now I've driven a Senna, and not on a track, but certainly on a street. And went you know was able to take it all through the canyons to Pango, Malibu, uh, and kind of stretch its legs a little bit. The, I wouldn't say the Senna. Is particularly faster than the 765 zero to sixty at, at this horsepower range and rear wheel drive. It wasn't really about the zero to sixty. It's the 765 has all the power and capability, and then in lighter weight than a 720. And then you take a Senna and you reduce the weight even more, and you give it more grip and more balance. And then you realize that track or those those canyons you're on are are where you you start to see the progressive difference between these cars: seven twenty, seven sixty five, Senna. I mean, between Senna and seven sixty five LT, zero to sixty, and I don't know, two and a half seconds. If it was two six, two four, who 
you're not going to feel it. Yeah, who cares? No. You know, but it. But it's a. But 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 is it? My my biggest question is: Is it a totally different feeling in the two zero to sixty? Uh, it it wasn't. It wasn't really a totally different feeling. Now, uh, the seven sixty five was a step um, beyond the seven twenty with the lack of sound deadening and the noises. Uh, but then more so on the Senna. Everything is just exposed Absolutely. carbon fiber on the Senna. Yeah. You, know, you hear uh, everything. You that. hear everything in that. And it's got even more grip and more tire and and uh, and I would say more engine noise. When you get on it, oh, yes. when you put it in one of the more aggressive modes, the power mode, uh, you know, there's a there's a comfort sport and track. Both the cars have that, um, the three settings for suspension and power. When you're getting into, you know, that that sport or track mode, the Senna, I think, was even louder or just less sound deadening and you just heard it more. But it sounded yeah. like a beast. It just sounded I- incredible. So um, a fan- fantastic car. I, I kind of felt like. I kind of felt like the Senna was a little bit easier to get in and out of, believe it or not, because I don't think the 720 platform was wow. designed from the beginning to have the deep fixed bucket seat, right? And and here's my thing. It's like as as a shorter guy, you have to slide the seat forward, and then what you run into is, is that, that door, the way it swings forward, if it swung back – I would have more room to get in and out because I'm getting in and out closer to the steering wheel, if that makes sense. Right. Oh, absolutely. So I don't, I don't like let go of the steering. If I let go of the steering wheel and lean back and throw a leg out, I'm still, you know, where, you know, where your hips Push would the be. Push the damn you know? seat all the way to the back and then get in and adjust to where you. That's, where that's what you kind of need to do. You kind of need to, I mean, I, I, I could do it. Like, it's okay. You can do it. But there was something about the Senna or the Senna door swung up a little bit differently. I can't say for sure. Um, but uh, the Senna just felt like maybe it was the rocker panel was just a little bit different shape or a little bit lower. But getting in and out of the Senna felt a little bit easier to me than than the 765 LT. And, and I you know, there's a lot of cars that – more of the luxury cars that when you get into them, when you – when you turn off the car, it moves the seat back and the steering wheel up for, you know, for two seconds or whatever. And then when you get back in, it kind of tightens everything up. It's almost like it needs that, but it defeats the purpose of being lightweight carbon shell well, on yeah. the seat. You're going to add another 30 pounds to it. Yeah. Whatever um, the motor is. But I, listen, if that's the only gripe that I have for that thing, then who gives a shit, right? So it's a little bit more difficult to get in and out of. The thing was just fantastic. Uh, the So have fantastic. you driven the F40? I haven't driven the F40. No, no. So what have you driven that reminds you of the feeling that you get when you drive the Senna um, um, performance wise in another brand? Anything? You know, that that's a tough call because it, it has to do with with the lack of features that make the difference. Like there are some fast Absolutely. cars out there. Uh, I, I'll be honest with you. I. I, I haven't driven a ton of the Ferraris, especially the, the, the extreme Ferraris. I've driven like 360 and Ferrari FF. Um, I, the closest thing to the Senna 
was when I drove the Lotus F1 car, the V10 F1 car. It had a crazy sound. It had a lot of road noise. (laughs) It was fast as hell. (laughs) And uh, uh, there wasn't anything there that didn't need to be there. Right. Yeah. Um, That was about it. Now, the reason why I bring this up is because after driving the 765 in the Senna, I drove the McLaren GT. And my first thought was, oh, why'd they give me the GT last? I want small, medium, and large. And it turns out the GT is lovely. And it was such a welcome uh, addition to that lineup. Well, it's amazing that they went from one end of the spectrum with the Senna to the complete other end, luxury-wise and comfort-wise, you know, to the GT. Yes. Yeah, so <laughs> what happened is, is I got out of the Senna. I got into the GT. They literally swapped them at the same time. And Well, that must have sucked for you. <laughs> and actually, it was it – was, it was absolutely wonderful because I got in it and I was like, oh man, the GT seats are so nice and all this leather is fantastic. And, and then you realize you're still in a McLaren and you're like, this is really nice. I know we had Alistair Weaver talk about the McLaren GT at some, uh, a, a while back and he was saying it's a lovely car. Um, he had a lot of fun driving it. It wasn't quite – 911 Turbo S, yeah. When you look at dollar for dollar and as far as performance and 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 comfort and all that stuff, and I and my thought on it is this is I would agree with that only because Porsche has so much time and various generations of that car. They've they've been able to refine that thing and get tons of customer feedback and 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 this is this is pretty new for McLaren. So I think McLaren did a very good job in their freshman year on this car. Hmm. And if they're able to refine this thing and start dialing it in over the years, the way 911 Porsche has had the advantage of doing for 911, they're very close. Also, you know, when, when you, when you drive down the street in Beverly Hills and you want your really cool, really fast uh, supercar, there's a bunch of Porsche 911 turbos. I'm not just talking 911s. There's turbos and turbo S's all over town. You don't really pass another McLaren GT. There, it, you know. So if you want the standout version, you want to be a little bit more uh, special in what you're driving. I'm not saying it's faster or more comfortable or handles better. I'm just if you're just going for that factor of just being you know, having the valet parker not going, oh, yeah, I did, I did three of these today, you know. Uh, the McLaren GT really kind of fits the bill. I took it I took it over to the beach. I went to, like, a beach parking lot. I, you'll see some of the pictures. I went into sort of, like, the end of the beach parking lot out here uh, because there's no, there's no um, like, barriers. Like, when you drive down PCH, there's all sorts of, like, steel – barriers and and curbs and all kinds of stuff mm-hmm. and you get a lot of that in the background and uh, I just wanted a cleaner photo so what soon as I brought it there and started taking photos of it just a crowd of people came around and people were like that's the new McLaren and other people were like what is that and that's fantastic can you start it up and you know we weren't there for we were there for 20 minutes taking a few photos um, but but if we rolled up in the 911 it would be interesting and people would be like, that's a cool Porsche. I love Porsches. I've had a 911. You know, I always wanted a turbo. You get a bit of that, but you wouldn't get 35 people standing around in a circle going, wow, 
right? Because it's new. Like I would make the argument if we showed up there and did the same thing with the NSX, the NSX would would do that as well because there's just not a lot of them out on the road or it's, something. It's new. unique. It's unique. Yeah, you know the the only <clears throat> other car I've driven in the past few months that got more attention, that got more people going, what is that? What is that? Believe it or not, was the Polestar 1, that beautiful Okay, but did you car. drive the Santa to the beach? Uh, I didn't drive the Santa to the beach because I, I was limited on the amount of time, and I just wanted seat time in that car. I guarantee you if you took the Santa to the beach, you would have had more people around. Yes, but for the same reason, because you don't see them all the time. Exactly. No <laughs> uh, question. It's, so it's, kudos to them for for what they've been able to do. I went out and um, I w- I went out. You guys know I d- did this Ford Bronco Sport event, and just in you know the week or two earlier the the Ford F one fifty event, and tomorrow I'm doing the Ford Mach E event. So the Ford people are in town and they're doing all these drives, and uh, Chris will get it. <laughs> but uh, doing all these drives, and I realized when they switched. The <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that uh, I passed like the fleet of Ford people driving the Mach E to their next destination. I was going one way up through the Malibu Canyons. They were going another way. When, when I got back, uh, one of the four guys was like, "Hey, we're cruising through the canyons and uh, passed a sweet McLaren Senna." And I was like, "That was me, brother. <laughs> I'll see you on Thursday." <laughs> and uh, uh, it was good. So anyway. Uh, all three McLarens were absolutely wonderful. I've got some more images to post. I've got a couple little small clips uh, to get the sound. The 765 sound is up there. I haven't seen the clip yet um, uh, of the Senna because I was doing the driving and, and someone was standing on the road filming. Uh, but I got a little bit of, of, of that, a little bit of drive-by just to kind of get some of the sound. I actually can't wait to see that clip just because um, – in the car, it sounds incredible, and I want to hear what it sounds outside of the car. And you know they're not doing something silly like pumping in engine sounds artificially. In. Oh, no. It's not that <clears throat> at all. And the 720, as much as I love that car, I thought it was a little too quiet. Yeah. You know? And they're not doing anything uh, to, to muffle that noise. That's just the engine going right into turbos right into catalytic converters. And I don't know if there's even much of a muffler on it at all. Or if there is, I guess you could do some sort of muffler delete to get to that sound. But, it, yeah. you know, uh, but turbos do, you know, bring this sound down a little bit. Definitely changes the sound. I mean, certainly on the racing cars we have in the other room, Adam's turbo cars and his naturally aspirated cars are very different sounding. You know, and oh, yeah. there's not even close at, at Laguna Seca where there's some sound restrictions on many of the uh, naturally aspirated cars. They require a little bit of a muffler, and we 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 have something kind of short and racy on there, but not on the turbo cars. That is the muffler, <laughs> you know. Uh, so that's it is kind of interesting. Um, you'll notice it when you get your twin turbo charger. Yep. Right, which is just going to probably run turbos, and that's it. There's not. I don't even know if there's going to be a muffler on that thing. They're probably just going to run turbos, and and I don't yeah. know if they're running cats or not. I don't know what the rules are over there, but uh, <laughs> but but jump into one of your high horsepower supercharged cars, 
and <laughs> jump into your turbo car and you'll notice a real difference. And I'm not just talking oh, about the huge. whoosh sound it's and huge. all that. Yeah, it's going to be a, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a very, very different sound. Um, all right, let me tell you guys a little bit about some of the SUVs and stuff that are coming up. First, uh, our friends at Geico. Maybe you guys own your home or you rent your home. Either way, it can be a lot of hard work. Or if you're building a super garage or a barn, it's a lot of hard work. A lot yes. of hard work on the property. Well, a Geico. Well, you know what's easy? It's bundling your policies with Geico. Geico makes it easy to bundle your homeowner's or renter's insurance along with your auto policy. And that's a good thing, too, because you already have a lot to do around your home. So just go to Geico.com and get a quote and see how much you could save. It's Geico easy. Visit Geico.com today. Yeah. Whether it's a Dodge commercial, the Geico commercial, they all apply. <laughs> they all apply, right? Yeah, the Dodge commercials, the Geico commercials. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, that's good. Get we need a hair club for men to jump on. <laughs> uh, well, we do have Madison Reed. That's the pre read. So we got the hair color. We can throw a little bit of that beard of yours. <laughs> Never know. <laughs> Uh, all right, so uh, Bronco Sport, we touched a bit on it last week, and um, the driving impressions were embargoed. So the Bronco Sport, as you guys know, was built on the platform of the Ford Escape. But the Escape actually is a little wider, a little longer, but significantly shorter, and the Bronco Sport is taller. Um, and as we said before, uh, they they have it configured with – with some of their aftermarket parts companies that they you can get a bike rack and get two mountain bikes completely in the back. You fold down the rear seats, take off the front tire, you slide them in and you can get two mountain bikes in there completely. You don't have to drag a rack around. That's actually pretty cool. That's pretty significant for that Dude. size for that size of vehicle. Now, we took these things off-road and were able to experience the different modes, what they call the GOAT modes, go over any terrain modes. So we did the rock and mud. We did the sand. We did the slippery. We did the rock climb. We did the descent. Um, and it's it's fantastic. Now, there is a big uh, – there is a little bit of a ground clearance difference between the various models, right? I was driving one of the first editions. And I think uh, like Badlands or something is the other big one where it has a little bit more ground clearance. And we did notice with with there was about eight vehicles in our group and it was about half and half. Half of the smaller group, the 1.5 liter uh, engine is like well, 180 horsepower, I believe 181. And then the uh, the two liter EcoBoost was uh, like 250 horsepower. I was driving one of those with a lot of the nice features in it. And I had the benefit of additional ground clearance and a front-facing camera. So when you're doing that rock climbing or or a, if you're doing a, a, a really steep a descent, which we did do, um, as I was doing that and you're inching that thing down the hill and it's almost sliding down the hill, you can, you can feel it slide. It'll pull one wheel up off the ground completely in the back. It was a cool thing to try. I realized as I was doing that, I didn't even look out the front windshield at all. I completely just relied on the front camera, and it it guided me exactly where I needed to go. Um, So I I think you guys are going to be impressed. It it, it really is nice. Um, I don't know that you need the two-liter engine, but I, I will say there wasn't a significant difference 
in the fuel mileage between the 1.8, between the 1.5 liter and the 2 liter. So that being said, I mean, whatever, a couple miles per gallon here and there. And if you're really worried about it and you want to reduce costs, by all means, you can get yourself a Bronco Sport with a 1.5 liter and get a badass little truck. Um, hmm. But I, I, I did see the benefit in my mind of the two liter engine. Now the two oh, yeah. liter obviously comes with more options on the vehicle, right? It comes with uh, more things. So the price goes up significantly, but these things start in the twenties. I want to say 28. Uh, I'd have to check. Um, and it is a nice, well-rounded, small SUV. I don't even want to call this one a crossover. I know the Escape is more of a crossover, uh, um, but because of this thing's off-road capabilities, when you do want it, it's very comfortable on-road. And they are all all all-wheel drive, by the way. There's no two-wheel drive version of the Bronco Sport, right? That's they don't need that. You've got an escape. You want it? Get the escape. You want the street one? Just get get it. Get the escape. Um, so it was it was fantastic, and I'm I'm excited to compare it against the full size Bronco, the four door, the two door. Um, I know there's when delays. is that drive? I, I don't know. I think because they anticipated some delays in production that the drive hasn't happened yet, and obviously it was very smart for them to do Bronco Sport first. So we can get the word out on Bronco Sport. Um, If you're looking to compete with Jeep Wrangler, I don't think the off-road capabilities of the sport are going to one-up Wrangler. Wrangler is is fantastic doing that. Um, And I would even argue Forerunner is is probably above that as well. And then Bronco Sport, I think, kind of fits – uh, below them. Um, but I would probably argue that Bronco Sport is a little bit more comfortable on the street, on the freeway around town. I think it's more comfortable to drive than Wrangler. Well, I would, I could see that. Either. You know, yeah. but, but you need, you know, um, and again, I'm not a big off-roader, so you guys that are more into off-roading, uh, I'd love to hear your thoughts on it as well. But obviously the Wrangler was always meant to be sort of an off-road vehicle. So its on-road capabilities, although are are, are good, you have to trade somewhere, right? You either want better on-road capabilities and you could hurt some of the off-road capabilities and, and whatever – you know, unhooking, you know, sway bars and, you know, things like that, that you can do. Yeah. And, and live axle in the back and articulation for the live axle, which Bronco Sport has independent rear. So you don't really get all of that. Um, anyway, it was a nice balance. If, if you're looking for an everyday driver and you want to get out into the dirt to do some mountain biking, or you're going to do some skiing, or you're going to do some rock climbing or hiking, and you've got, you know, you've got that last mile of dirt road, or there's some sand, or you got some rocks, you're going to do some camping. It's a fantastic vehicle to drive around town every day and then go camping or whatever on the weekend and, and not have it be too big or too expensive. Um, so I, I, I'm a fan. I thought it was a great event, and uh, it's a very cool car. And they try to bring as much of that Bronco DNA into Bronco Sport. The look, the headlights, its capabilities, a lot of those things. So um, that's the thoughts on Bronco Sport. Uh, I I would like to get uh, the opinion of, of Alistair at some point because 
um, they do so much more side by side testing that uh, he, he'll have the breakdowns of the specs. I'm giving you my thoughts on it, I'm giving you my opinion, yeah. on it, right? Like that's kind of what uh, what we were going for here. So, um, yeah, but the Broncos. So staying on the yeah, so staying on the Bronco. What's the latest? Uh, I heard there were a couple delays on the Sasquatch package or something to or the Wild Track. I, I, I yeah, you know. There was a delay. It was funny. Uh, Ford did this thing very strategically where they said, hey, there's Bronco delays and uh, in production. We'll, we'll get there. We'll give you more information about it. Um, and they said, but also, you know, five minutes later, like um, Ford F-150 Tremor. We, so this is the Ford F-150 4x4 that's, uh, that has a little bit more off-road capability. So if you're waiting for a Bronco and you want to go off-road, Tremor could be the way to go. And Tremor fills the gap between F-150 4x4 and Raptor, right? So new Raptor. It's, it's very much like Mustang GT and then Mach 1 fills in the middle and then GT500, right? Yeah. Like that's what Tremor is supposed to be. And, uh, Perfect place. It's perfect. It's perfect timing. I'm sure that's not coincidence. I'm sure there was a press release or some information queued up for Tremor, and they're like, well, "We should drop that now. We should <laughs> now. We, we should get that no out more there." Appropriate time than now. Yeah, and I tell you why. It's it's a weird like political game that obviously we see in politics all the time, but it worked. I read way more information about Tremor coming out than I did about delays on Bronco. I had never even heard of it before that. Yeah. Well, there was a previous gen Tremor, which I think they meant to be a sport truck, and that didn't really fly that well. Like it didn't it didn't Raptor was such the buzz that Tremor What happened was is I think Tremor was supposed to be a sport truck, but it didn't go far enough like Raptor did in the off-road capability. So it wasn't like a Ford Lightning, like a modern day lightning, which a lot of people saying Love to see that. Love to see it. Love to see it. The closest thing you can get to that would be an aftermarket. Get like a, a, a Roush truck, yeah. or or even one of the Celine trucks, or 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 whatever. But uh, Shelby, that's building the trucks in in Vegas. I don't know that they're doing the street version. Maybe they do. Correct me if I'm wrong. But but they have a like Shelby Raptor. You know, so if you're sixty five thousand dollar Raptor isn't enough. Shelby will build you a hundred thousand dollars wrapper. Why not? <laughs> and why not? Um, and that actually brings up an interesting point because I would love to see. We know we're going to see comparisons between Raptor and TRX, but I'd like to see Shelby Raptor versus TRX just to give you an idea of what the aftermarket can do as well. So. As we await new, I'm sure record. we will see that. I'm sure because why not? If you went to anybody and go, "Hey, man, let's do a side by side test of a Shelby Raptor TRX," who's going to say no to that? Right? Everyone's okay. going to be like, "That's that's that sounds like the most fun ever." Uh, you know, so Acura came out with a redesigned RDX uh, recently, um, but the bigger SUV SUV is their MDX. This is an important vehicle for them as well. This is their three row. SUV. And this is a complete redesign now. So this is uh, Acura starting with a completely new platform. This isn't a a midlife facelift, which is the other thing we'll get into is Nissan 
announced the new Armada, which is their full-size three-row SUV. So we have Acura MDX versus Nissan Armada. Both of them have very, very nice upgrades, technology packages. Uh, But the MDX is a completely new platform where the Armada is a refresh on an existing platform. And the MDX uh, prototype that came out a while back, um, the the production version is pretty much right on right on the money. Uh, it's it's got larger brakes, it's got more technology, it's got a really wonderful look to it. Um, it's uh, it's actually bigger than the previous MDX. Uh, I want to say two, maybe two and a quarter, two point two inches overall longer. Um, the wheelbase itself is two point eight inches longer and 1.4 inches wider than the outgoing model. And uh, I believe it's a rear-wheel drive. Um, the You'll look at the design and judge for yourself. The interior is nice. They're doing not quite the diamond stitch interior, but they're doing a, a little bit of a – uh, a little bit of personality with the with the with the piping and and sort of the groove, sort of their version of it, which is uh, pretty nice. Um, ambient lighting and all the you know CarPlay, Android, all the good features you would you'd possibly want. Now they tried doing the 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 four cylinder turbo engine in this thing, and they realized there wasn't any fuel mileage advantage. But with the small engine pushing around the weight of this truck versus the existing six-cylinder and that torque pushing around the truck. So they stuck with the 3.5-liter V6 in the Acura. It's 290 horsepower and 267 pound-feet of torque. Um, but now it has a uh, – uh, I believe it had a 10-speed transmission. No, actually, it was 9-speed before, 10-speed now. And it does have their uh, their super handling all wheel drive system. The latest version is about thirty percent faster in sending torque to the rear wheels, and uh, up to seventy percent of the engine torque can be sent to the back. Um, and like the the past versions, uh, it can go to either. It has like sort of torque vectoring. You can put all that torque uh, to the rear left or right. So it's cool. It looks good. Expect 19 miles per gallon city, 26 highway, 22 combined. And the all wheel drive models are 1921. I'm sorry, 1925 highway and 21 combined. Now the news here also is MDX type S. I like that the, this type S uh, brand is coming back. It's in the TLX. I think it's in the RDX, and it's even in the larger MDX. So the 3.5 liter, uh, two what did I say, 290 horsepower engine. In the Type S, you get the three liter turbocharged V6, 355 horsepower, and 354 pound feet of torque. So, um, and obviously, it's going to come with the larger wheels and tires and brakes. It's going to come with 21 inch wheels, four piston Brembo brakes. Um, uh, you know some design elements as well. So if you 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 want a, a little bit hotter version of the MDX, the Type S is is an option for you. I don't think it's going to be nearly as crazy as some of the M trucks, you know, the BMW M's or the AMG trucks. But this is sort of a, a middle ground of of not breaking the bank. Um, the thing about uh, with Acura is it's good quality luxury brand 
that's typically priced below the German brands. So if you want something that, uh, you know, you don't want Chevy Blazer, but, you know, you don't want Audi Q8, you know, or, you know, where where do you go? How do you fit in the middle? And this is where... Sweet spot. Yeah, this is where, where brands like Acura Infinity kind of get into the mix, right? Um, and uh, Lexus, but Lexus isn't really that much cheaper anymore. <laughs> no. <laughs> you know? Um, so uh, the Acura MDX looks fantastic, uh, and it's got some of that design elements from the TLX, which is a really cool looking sedan. And the 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 TLX Type S, that 355 horsepower sedan is something I'm really looking forward to getting into. Oh, yeah. That thing with I believe it it has the optional super handling all wheel drive, but all wheel drive 355 horsepower in that midsize sedan would be fantastic to try out. And that's before you breathe on a little bit, you know, like I could see you, you, you know, a little bit of tune here and there. And, and I, you know, as, as a, at the price point of where these things are coming in, if you could tune these things to 390 or 400 horsepower, it's a badass, it's a badass sedan. It's a badass SUV. At a good price point too. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so that's that on, uh, on, on Acura. As far as um, Nissan, the Armada had a number of updates, and then their small one, the Nissan Kicks. I admittedly have not spent any time in a Nissan Kicks. Uh, it's it's their, I don't know, they're they're ultra compact. They're a small crossover SUV. Um, I think it did well when it came out. It's just sort of a a, a fairly inexpensive, well featured. Um, you know, well-equipped little crossover. Uh, they're trying to toughen it up a little bit, giving it more of a of a broader grill, a little bit tougher look. Uh, you know, and it's got all of you know all the new LED lightings on it, uh, lighting on it. Um, some the new tougher colors. look is going to be all for naught, but the name still staying is the Nissan, Nissan Kicks, as the Kicks. Um, but it's got a lot of the things that that you want now. It's eight inch touchscreen, USB C ports, uh, Apple CarPlay, Android Auto. Uh, you know, it's a seven inch touchscreen standard, optional eight inch. Um, it's a one point six liter four cylinder. It's one hundred twenty two horsepower. It's got sounds a CVT like transmission. Am. Yeah, sounds like your Can Am. Uh, you know, I, again, I. I I can't speak too much to uh, to the previous kicks. Haven't haven't been in one. Haven't driven one. Again, maybe another question for for uh, Alistair. For Alistair, uh, you know. Now Nissan Rogue is a little bit different because we've got yes. Armada on the high end, kicks on the bottom. Rogue is is that mid size two row that that is the good selling, really popular selling version. Um, like it, it competes with Acura RDX. Uh, RDX, I did drive. I did like that a lot. Um, Rogue, I haven't dr- driven, but we took a look at the new one and the diamond stitch that they're bringing into those are really is kind of a game changer on the interior. And mm-hmm. uh, uh, I believe they're selling. They're already they're showing up on dealer lots. People are are, are buying them and and loving them. So uh, I know that uh, the uh, Edmonds had a lot to say about the Rogue, saying that uh, they did a good job on this new version. So I would imagine that. Um, I don't know it just sounds like both Acura and Infinity are, or Acura, Infinity, and Nissan 
uh, all kind of stepping up their game and uh, releasing new product that's welcome. Now, we talked about Honda Civic, redesigned Honda Civic. And yes, there will be a Type R version. They're going to take that. Uh, they're going to do the wing and whatever. Maybe not quite as, as aggressive as the, as the previous Type R, but you're going to have a version of that as well, which will be kind of exciting to see. But Hey, for a washing machine with four wheels, it kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, you know, I had a lot of fun driving – the Civic Type R manual How could transmission. You not? It seems like a killer wooden car. It it is, and it was fun to throw around. But I just kind of feel like I've aged out of it. You know, <laughs> yeah. as, as much fun as it was, it was to drive. I just it just at the end of the day, I was like, it's cool. It's just it's just not me. Like I've kind of aged out of that boy racer kind of thing. It's dated like the X Games. Yeah, I guess. Are we done with X Games already? Well, I mean for. My age group, yeah, but that you know, right, yeah. right, yeah, so I, like George, yeah, yeah. yeah George, <laughs> maybe in the Midwest, George are all the rage. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so let's uh, uh, another shout out to our friends at Dodge. We talked about Dodge being uh, being all about horsepower and muscle, and they ranked number one in initial quality for JD Power. And JD Power also named the automotive company best driver appeal for mass market brands. That's number one in initial quality and appeal in the same year. It's the first time a domestic automotive brand ran away with both awards in the same year. And with enough style, horsepower, and performance to make your muscle car dreams come true, it's no wonder Dodge is getting this done, taking up all the awards. Well, there's never been a better time now to join the Brotherhood of Muscle. See your local Dodge dealer or visit Dodge.com today. And I got to say, as a footnote, not only does Dodge put out some wonderful high horsepower vehicles, but they're very conscious about the consumer's uh, feelings. Um, I can <laughs> tell you that because my my football number in college was number 95, and it holds a very special place in my heart. And so Dodge knew that. And so that's the serial number for my new TRX. Oh, really? That's it was nice. that, or there were ninety-four people that were much more important than me. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, they were sitting over there going, it "Works out good." Though. They were sitting over there going, "Man, you know, we love Bill. He's doing so much for us." But um, pretty much, Leno gets the first of everything. So uh, ninety-five. <laughs> they're oh, like, "So go. what do we do? What means you know?" And they're going, "They're like, when was this kid born? When did he get married? What? What? Like Google something significant." They're like, "Well, his uh, his his social media handle is Goldberg ninety-five. That must mean something. Let's find out Boom. what that means." And they said, "Great, ninety-five is the way to go." <laughs> Thank God it wasn't six hundred ninety-five. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, so, that's good. It's a. It's. I'm sure it's not coincidence. I'm. I'm. I'm sure they put some thought into it. But. But here's um, the deal. That's it's fun. a step in the right direction, right? When is it going to be completed? I don't know because I don't care. I just know that it's started. Right. So like the garage. Now you know this because they came to you and they said, "Here's here's the build number. Here's the serial number, or whatever VIN number." So no, you're on no, the, you're on I, I drugged them over hot coals to get information. <laughs> no, no, a- absolutely. I mean, I was just curious. Uh, I, I don't want to poke and I don't want to pry like every other owner, but I'm very curious as to when the TRXs are coming out. So I threw the question out there, and after uh, about 15 to 30 seconds, I got an immediate answer. And you know, I'm always appreciative of them getting back to me, but. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 well, that's good. Oh, 
Well, I mean, uh, on that topic of getting cars and waiting for them, um, we didn't really touch on it last week, but uh, you and I talked about it a little bit. Uh, Ford did get back to me and said, we can make it happen. If you want a Mach 1, you can get a Mach 1. And I said, that's fantastic. Thank you. That sounds great. Uh, I'd, I'd love to get one. Um, when do we make bus? this happen? And when did the order books open? And they're like, yeah, we got no idea. Maybe spring. <laughs> so now, <laughs> and, and you know, like I was, I was, I was kind of antsy and I was like, man, I don't know if I'm going to get on this list. Can I get on the list? What do I got to do? Am I doing enough? Who do I need to talk to? And then they said, Hey, you're on the list. So I was like, Oh, whew, wow. A weight off my shoulders. That's very exciting. And now a couple of weeks have gone by and I'm going, well, when is that list? When does somebody get to reach out? And when do you make that order book? And when do I get to? That's just another know? way to satiate you and get you off their ass. Yeah. That's they're basically saying, now leave me alone for the holidays. Exactly. Like, we don't even want to talk to you until January at best. Uh, and, and, uh, and I was like, oh, okay. Cause he, what's interesting, of course, is like, like you, like me, like, you know, I, I talked to Adam and I go, Hey, I just found out Ford put me on the list. Adam goes, what color are you going to get? And I said, I don't know. I don't even – like I haven't even seen all the colors. Like I got the list of colors and I haven't seen them. I don't know what the order books are. I don't know what the packages are. I don't even know how much the goddamn thing costs. Like we know the base price was like fifty one nine or 52000 But I don't know if there's a track package or a performance package. and like, Oh, it will be seventy eighty by the time you- <laughs> Yeah. yeah, so I, so now the good news is is uh, I I if, if they're saying spring, I'm like, oh well, I don't want to wait till spring, but that gives me three or four months to make some money and try to come out and make some, make some money to buy this goddamn thing. Hence the delay of the garage. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Uh, There's always a bright side. It, it is interesting because I know you're looking at that garage; they're breaking ground, and you're like. I don't know what this means, but it either means I got to go to L.A. and work. I got to get back in the ring. I got to do something, right? Guess who's doing the Goldbergs next week? Yeah, doing the Goldbergs next week. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. And I don't know what that WWE contract looks like, but you might want to talk to, to you know, Vince McMahon and be like, hey, uh, what can I do for you? <laughs> we got lots on tap. I'm sure. 2021's going to be a bitching year for Goldberg's Garage, I can tell you that. Yeah, well, you're putting a gym in that thing, right? You're oh, put, yeah. You're putting the big gym in there. Um, oh, all right, yeah. let's uh, uh, let's wrap it up. I appreciate it, guys. Thanks so much for listening. I think we've got a couple more shows. Uh, we One more, two more shows. I don't know how many more shows we've got before uh, – before we take a little holiday break, because that two more. Okay. Yeah, two more. <laughs> Chris looks like he's going to say something, but he doesn't say anything. He's just <laughs> nodding his head. I put the two up. <laughs> he's <laughs> nodding his head. Perfect podcaster. Mark. <laughs> yeah. The head nod goes really well on the air. There you. <laughs> I'll be on set next week. You'll be on set next week. All right. So are, are you going to be on the show next week? Are you going to be available Wednesday? I don't know. I, I'm waiting for my exact filming schedule okay i know wednesday is my last day of filming i'm filming monday through wednesday so i don't know what the timing looks like but we'll we'll make it work i'll I'll let them know as soon as possible maybe they can work around it awesome sounds good so let's plan for two we're gonna go for two more two more two more shows we're gonna have to work but if i'm doing it from on set i have to wear a gown a mask and a shield so that'll be (laughs) that's that's right we'll we'll figure it out 
we'll figure something out. Um, all right, guys. Thank you. Uh, thank you so much. Until next time, keep the air and the spare and the bag and the wheel. For the latest updates and call-in times, follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at CarCast Show. If you'd like to write in, fill out the form on CarCastShow.com. And don't forget to give us a nice rating on iTunes. CarCast is a Corolla Digital production and is produced by Chris Loxamana. For more information, visit CarCastShow.com. Hey guys, thanks for listening. Before you head out, one more word from our friends at Geico. Uh, do you own your home or you rent your home? Either way, it can be a lot of work. You know what's easy? It's bundling your policies with Geico. Geico makes it easy to bundle your homeowner's or renter's insurance along with your auto policy. And that's a good thing too, because you already have so much to do around your home. Just visit geico.com. Get a quote and see how much you could save. It's Geico easy. Visit geico.com today. That's geico.com. When everyone is on the same page, getting things done at work is easy. No matter what you do or what industry you're in, how you communicate is key. Everything you type is equally important to collaboration and Grammarly can help. Think of it as your AI writing partner, empowering you to communicate effectively and efficiently so you can make a bigger impact in the workplace. 96% of Grammarly users say it helps them craft more impactful writing. And as the gold standard of responsible AI, Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that allows your team to make their point and move faster. By understanding your writing and context, Grammarly provides relevant, personalized suggestions. And with tone suggestions, you can navigate even the most difficult work conversations. You can also save time from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds with one click. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash podcast. Easier said. Done.